Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Don't forget, I don't want us, when we go through these, I don't want you to forget that every spiritual blessing has been deposited into you to be able to live life in the natural and spiritually on this earth and have everything you need and be completely supplied. So don't forget that as we're going through this. That do you understand that relationship with God is he gets all of us, but we get all of him. Hallelujah. We get all of him. We get his power. We get his love. We get everything about God we have deposited in us. And in that relationship, to me, it, I, don't, I don't understand this. It's not about, and I get it, people get deceived and through religious mindset, but it's not about religion. This is about God, you have called me, you have created me for such a time as this, and the more I'm in communion with you and I'm yielded to you and then I'm applying what you are speaking to me actively every single day, that it's alive and it's fresh, as I apply that, I will bear fruit for your kingdom here. And guess what? That benefits me. And that benefits you. It's a blessing to serve God. It's a blessing to be diligent and to be committed to God. It's important. If we're going to be fruitful believers and see what he has for us to see, then we must be diligent to these things. And you know what? When I was reading through the list, they all have to do with just shutting down the flesh and walking in the spirit. Yay! Hallelujah. You know, it's not easy on your flesh, but it's necessary to be fruitful. It's to die to your flesh. And I see a whole lot of flesh sitting in here. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. All right, so. The weast in this verse says, and for this very cause, having added on your part every intense effort. The Barclay, since all this is so, bend all of your energy to the task of equipping your faith. Bend every energy to equipping your faith. Faith without works is dead. Right? James says that. Faith without works is dead. We've talked about this. We can say we know a whole lot of stuff. But until we're doing it, we don't really know it. We know we know him by obeying his word. That's what the scripture told us, right? So it says in, um, so Peter lists seven supplements needed to be fruitful in life. To not be blinded. I don't want to be blinded. When the enemy comes with attack, I want to know exactly what I need to do at that moment in that situation. I want to know. When my flesh rises up, I'm going to know what to do. Right? We, don't, we are not blinded. We're not walking through this life wondering how we're going to make it. We know the one who knows the steps before us. And it's a safe place to yield. And he's trustworthy. So Peter follows after he says in verse 5, add to your faith. 
he follows with an exhortation that calls upon us to make every effort, remember diligence, in the development of these qualities of Christian character. Remember, we're talking about character here. Character is a big deal to God. It is a massive deal to God. So add to your faith with all diligence. Add to your belief, your firm conviction, your unshakable resolve. That's faith, right? In him. Add to it virtue. So what is virtue? The, um, it's arentine, meaning valor, excellence, and moral excellence. We are to add to our faith excellence. Now, excellence, you know, sometimes I think we look at small little details and we're think, we think they're really nothing. It's okay. But do you know God looks at those small details as excellence? Excellence to me is... I'm just going to get real, this is real natural, right? But it's very spiritual, okay? This is excellence, being on time. Being a person of your word. You say you're going to do something, you do it. You follow through. Being excellent is being excellent when nobody is watching you. Being excellent is when you're in a car and nobody's around acting just as you would here in this place around everybody else. Being morally excellent is not allowing things to come into your eyes and your ears that God would not approve of. You're above board in everything. Being excellent is being truthful, not lying. Excellence You know, we don't hide things from God. He sees everything. So we might as well get it out of our mind that we're trying to appear a certain way to somebody else and just get it in your heart and your mind that I am appearing a way to my Lord. You know what I mean? That will help you in the little things. In being excellent. Being excellent. is a big deal. Excellence, doing things with excellence as unto the, unto the Lord. Being excellent in attitude. Anybody else need to work on being excellent in some areas? <laughs> the rest of you are not being honest. I'm just kidding. I already put somebody to sleep, darn it. All right? So with all diligence, the word says, be excellent. With every effort, be excellent. With every effort, do the right thing. When nobody's watching, keep the right attitude. When nobody's watching, excellence. That will bring fruitfulness to your life. 
In Proverbs 25, no, no, John 15, 15, sorry. John 15, 15, it says, uh, No longer I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I had heard from my father, I have made made known to you. That is not the verse I wanted. Sorry about that. That's for the next one, so just keep that, keep that there. We'll be right there. Moral excellence. This includes values, attitudes, priorities, goals, purposes, devotion, and Christ-like character in your home, at the office, at church, as well as excellence and Christ-like character in your hobbies and your entertainment. With all diligence... All intense effort. He says, add to virtue knowledge. And we've talked about this. We're not going to spend a lot of time. But with all diligence, knowledge, which is spiritual knowledge, experiential knowledge, a term of relationship. So continually adding to your relationship and your knowledge of the Lord. Knowing what he's saying and then doing it. That's knowledge experiential knowledge. The more time you spend in communion with him, the more heightened you become to his voice, the more aware you are of him speaking, and then the quicker you are to respond. And that's what we were reading in John 15, 15. We don't have an excuse. It says that everything that we need to know, basically he's telling us through the Holy Spirit. Right? He says, I have made known to you. Everything I've heard from my Father, I have made known to you. We know what he's saying. We need to add obedience to it, and then knowledge comes into play there. So we're adding knowledge. It means no, it's no, no sin. Awareness, intelligent insight is what that word knowledge means there. How many would like intelligent insight into their life? You have it. Sometimes I do things that are not very intelligent. I could do more intelligent things as I yield to him. Amen? So in knowing God, we have that intelligent insight. We begin to see truth in its proper perspective, being submitted to the Lord. In the next verse, it says, to knowledge... Add self-control. Self-control. So with all diligence, every effort, add to your knowledge self-control, which is self-restraint. Mastery over one's entire life. Entire, Lord? You mean even like the donuts that I like to eat? I mean, it says entire life, doesn't it? Nothing owns you. Nothing is master over you but God. If he's master over our entire life, everything we do, just as Jesus, everything he said, everything he did, was from the Father. He waited for instruction. 
He waited for instruction on everything. He had self-control. Mastery over his entire life, over his temper. And they even had to put this in here, see? Over physical appetites. It's the exact opposite of self-expression and self-indulgence. We have self-control. We need to exercise it. You already have it. You already have it. Remember, we've got everything has been given to us that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Now we apply that self-control with all diligence. And we see fruitfulness. Self-control. Let's turn to Proverbs 25, 28. (coughs) Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. The Amplified says, like a city that is broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected is a man who has no self-control over his spirit and sets himself up for trouble. That's the Amplified. Self-control. Self-control. We are empowered with self-control in our life. Restraint. We as believers cannot say, I just couldn't control myself. That's a lie. We absolutely can control ourselves. We can absolutely control our temper. We can absolutely control fleshly outbursts. We absolutely can control our donut intake. That's for me. Oh, and somebody else back there. We absolutely can control our flesh. And we should. And we should do it in all diligence and effort. It is not okay to just allow our flesh to do whatever it wants to do. To be his. We wake up in the morning and we say, God, what do you want me to do today? A believer who is completely sold out to the direction of his master. We have self-control, amen? Let's say that. I have self-control. Yeah, you do. We absolutely do. The person without it, listen to this, is like a broken down uh, city without walls, leaving it exposed. Let's exercise self-control. You add to your self-control, it says, back to 2 Peter, perseverance. Add to your self-control with all diligence, perseverance. Perseverance is endurance. 
It's a continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties. How many have run in a race? That easy? Believe it or not, I've run in races before. And there's always that point where you feel like stopping. But you continue to push through, and it's like a whole nother second wind come, right? You've heard a second wind? We don't just do this for a day. We persevere for life. This is what we do. We're running a race for the Lord. We persevere. It's continued effort despite failure or opposition. You don't just lay down and give up. Fall over as much as you feel like it. You get up and you keep going. The action or condition or an instance of persevering its steadfastness. The act of continuing to do something even though the task is difficult. How many even the Lord has asked you to do something and it's difficult? It's difficult. It's difficult to walk in love when all you want to do is scratch somebody's eyes out. It's difficult. But with all diligence, every effort. Oh, man, darn it. With all diligence means you do something with intense effort and motivation. With intense effort, you're going after persevering for the Lord. If we could see the things that we persevere for in life, but it's too hard to persevere for the Lord. Oh, come on. We do it for relationships all the time. I'm looking at some people in here who have been married for years. Have you had to persevere? Did you ever feel like quitting? <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever feel like quitting? Did you feel like quitting? Yes. Did you quit? No, you persevered. When you persevere for the Lord, He adds abundant grace. To your marriage. Do you hear what I'm saying here? Everything that pertains to life and godliness is ours. We persevere for it. We don't give up in it. God is faithful. He is never the one that fails. We fail. Persevere. Don't quit. If you are putting more effort, if I am putting more effort towards something in life other than God, then I'm going to fall. I'm going to be tired. 
You should persevere the hardest for the Lord. Yes. You won't make it without that. Do you hear me? You won't make it in, you won't be as fruitful as God has designed us to be if we do not persevere for the Lord and for these things. We do not give up. We absolutely do not give up with every effort. In Hebrews 12.1, let's turn there. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 12. And you probably know where I'm going. Chapter 12, verse 1. Oh my goodness, time is flying. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance or perseverance the race that has been set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Paul is talking about your life being like a race. You don't let yourself quit. You keep going. This is where so many people, believers who don't know who they are in Christ, but then also new believers who come in and they just fall off, is because they make a mistake and they don't just keep going with the Lord. They stop. Relationship with God and walking through this life takes perseverance and endurance. You're going to feel like quitting, but don't. Keep going. Get up, repent if you need to, and keep going. You know there's grace in that? God doesn't just say, oh, well, they made a mistake. Let's see how they get through this. No, when you come to him and you say, God, I made a mistake, he comes in with this abundant, swooping grace to help you get up and keep moving. That's grace and mercy. God is good. So we run the race with endurance. And we strip off every unnecessary weight and sin. An unnecessary weight is not necessarily sin. Otherwise, he wouldn't have separated the two there. An unnecessary weight could be a lot of things. We need to get with the Lord and find out what the unnecessary weights are because they're dragging us down. They're making it harder to run the race. How many have had to do this? Like the Lord has, you don't have to raise your hand, but the Lord is challenging you and asking you to lay some things aside because that's unnecessary weight that you're trying to carry that I didn't tell you to carry and drag along with you. We need to know what those things are so we can lay them aside. 
lay them aside, not carry them. And the sin. You know, disobedience is sin. How I was telling you early about things that the Lord has asked me to do that I have not done yet. That's sin. You know, fear is sin. He's saying, put them aside, get rid of them so that you can run. So that you can run. So we strip those things off. And I think we'll end with godliness today. <coughs> Excuse me. So in 2 Peter 10, no, 2, verse 10, no, 2, 1, let me get there. 1, verse 5, not even close. Oh, goodness. Actually, we're in verse 7. To God, or verse 6, to perseverance, godliness. Wait till it's your turn to get up here and you throw your notes on the floor. Sean always tells me this. Don't make fun of me, honey, because your days are coming. I'm just real. We'll get there. We're getting there. Is anybody getting anything today? All right. So add to with all diligence godliness. Godliness is the quality or practice of conforming to the word and the leading of God. You're committed. You are, a, you are practicing this daily. You have made this a practice. You have made this a lifestyle. That is godliness. Devoutness, reflecting the nature of the kingdom of God in the course of everyday life. It's devotion, listen to this, it's devotion and action. Godliness, devotion in action. With every effort we are going toward, we are diligent to be devoted in our action to God. God, I honor you. God, I honor you. Lord, I want to honor you. Do you know that that kind of attitude will keep you from th saying and thinking a lot of things? You're devoted to him. You're committed to him. It's devotion in action. Determination, listen to this, to honor him in all your conduct. You are determined to honor the Lord in all your conduct, conduct. This is be diligent to be godly. It's a humble and reverent attitude towards God. 1 Timothy 6.11. And I'm not going to go there, but you can write it down. We are told to aim and pursue godliness, to fear the Lord, to honor him. Aim and pursue godliness. So with those that we've read, just keep in mind, we're to be diligent to those, those things that we, we went over. 
And it says in verse 8, For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. We lack in these things, we're blinded in areas. And has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. What that tells me is you just forget who you are when you're not walking in these things. You know, a lot of times in, in walking in these things and walking in love, do you know what I tell myself? When my flesh or my emotion or my mind starts to go a certain way, I will out loud say, that is not who you are. Nope, that's not me. A thought comes, nope, that's not me. That's not who I am. You have to do that. You have to tell your body and your flesh and your mind to line up with who you are on the inside. Amen? So we want to be fruitful. We don't want to be blinded. So let's be diligent to these things. And we'll look at the last, because they're the fun ones. Brotherly kindness, love. It's going to be fun. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.